This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Everybody to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 97. This week I'm very pleased to be joined by Jesse making I think your first appearance of 2019. Is that right? I guess you were better. Than <laughs> I think I the last time I know I it's been last, a while. Yeah, I think the last time you were on was the DDT year interview with me and Taylor, I think. Oh my gosh, so much has happened. Yeah. New York, so. New York. New York, New York. That was pretty awesome. Although uh, I, I have to admit, I don't, I don't know if I'm on camera or not. I never, I haven't watched it back. But like, I think I just kind of stand there, like aghast at this whole situation while while the the endo caching is happening because um, I really thought like that was the end of damnation, basically. <laughs> so I'm standing there, like looking, looking this weird mix of like excited for endo, but also like upset and like nervous that my favorite DDT unit is like coming to an end, but thankfully Sasaki forgived him. So well, it still might be coming to an end. They're having a bit of an issue right now. And the issue being Yukio Sakaguchi is the issue. So. Well, it didn't come to end and end with me in attendance at least. So. I was just like, wow, I'm gonna I went to the first ever DT in America show and I watched my favorite unit ever just come to an end in front of me. But no, he just Endo begged him for God, forgiveness. He does it again, you know. <laughs> what were your you obviously you waited a very long time for Endo to win the title, so what were your like emotions for that? Were you were you watching it live or no? Yes. Okay. I watched it live. I wasn't gonna watch the show. And then I woke up and then I saw the show was starting. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch. I was just going to skip the whole thing. I will say I had a very strong inclination that Indo was going to cash in on the show. Because, like, why else did he have a bracer? Yeah. And why else didn't he use it? It was just like, hmm. It was too coincidental for me. So I wasn't shocked that all of that happened. Uh, I thought it was really cool that it did. Indo was a true New Yorker now. A real American. <laughs> Loves <know> cheeseburgers. <laughs> you know? So uh, there's all of that. And I, I really liked the show. I thought it was a really great show. It sur- surpassed my expectations because I kind of thought it was just a 
by the books DT show, but the crowd and everything just made it over the top and it was great. Yeah, the crowd was just amazing being there. I mean, like I I expected there to be some like hardcore nerds, but like there were a shit ton of people who knew everybody. And yeah, um watching it live, there was a mix you could tell there was a mix of people that really knew everything there was to know about DDT because people got the reaction that you would expect. And then you could tell that there are people there that had never seen DDT and they were there for the first time too. So it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I told you about this after the fact that like three different people like walked up to me and said that like they first started following DDT because of this stupid podcast for doing, which I was like, you should take credit for that too. You've been on almost like every DDT episode we've ever done basically. So. No, I don't think for anything. <laughs> you made a difference in the world, Jesse. Come on. No. Got, got people into DET. No. <laughs> but um I don't but, yeah. take credit if they're Takashita fans. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no credit. But it, but it was a it was a great uh a great experience. And obviously Endo is now champion. Um we're gonna talk a little about King of DDT. But what else has been going on with your year so far? I mean, it's been almost half the year since we last talked to you. What have you been up to? Watching Endo win the title. Watching Liverpool not win the title. <laughs> uh, the Capitals lost in the first round. Yeah. I kind of saw that one coming, I have to say. It was a very Capitals thing to do. Uh, at least we weren't the Lightning. There are people <laughs> listening to it that have no clue what the hell any of this means. <laughs> um. Watch some of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Uh, laughed at the Lakers because I live in Louisiana and my team are the Pelicans. So all of that drama was absolutely hilarious. Now, now I'm the one who doesn't know anything of what you're talking about. Uh, Game of Thrones is back. been watching that. Uh, I kind of hope everybody dies. Don't and, know anything about um, that one either. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The usual. What about... What about like this Grand Blue Fantasy thing? It's like all over your Twitter feed, like every day of your life. Listen, <laughs> it's the best game in the world. The parent company also owns DDT. So it's like, am I kind of supporting DDT by doing this? I would say yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. I hope you don't spend as much money as. Uh, I don't my... spend a dime. Okay, well, that's good. I do but... not spend money on gotcha games. I'm I not that dumb. I have a few. I don't know anybody who plays Grand Blue, but I do know quite a few people who play Fake Grand Order, which I don't. I don't play, but I know I don't play any gacha games really. I played, but played that one a little bit, but I like Grand Blue a lot more. I was just gonna say, like the amount of money that they've spent on this game, like I, I basically kept guessing how much money my one friend spent on it, and like the amounts would get higher and higher, and he would just like not answer at one point. <laughs> right now, we caught the like, higher. Yeah, it's like Jesus. Gotcha game, gotcha game. Big spenders. I don't spend any money, so I have to grind endlessly. So I sit at my computer, work on one side, grandly on the other, and that's what I do. <laughs> do I wonder how many people even know what listening know what gotcha games are? They're like basically these. Look, if they like DDT and Big Japan, they're probably a nerd enough to know what the hell we're talking about right now. That is true. I mean, this look. This is the first episode I've done in a while that that doesn't have like the big New Japan hook. 
because that have, that have been my plan for the past few weeks. Like I I do New Japan. Doki is that what his name is? Yeah, people. <laughs> Doki. New Japan there you go. I was gonna. I was actually gonna ask you if you've ever seen Doki. Look, no. <laughs> I just thought he's like kind of sort of an impro guy. So like, yeah. hey, I think he's like the first one since Hayato. All uh, the best in the world to Junior Hayato, by the way. Yeah. I haven't heard anything since he announced that he had cancer. So hope it's no, going well. To him. But I think Doki, back to Doki, I think he's on the Takataichi Mania show. That's Yes, he is. There you go. So if anyone wants to see, I, well, I guess not a preview of Doki because the best of Super Juniors will be going on when by the time this airs. But Doki was on in that in a match on that show, and the show airs uh, two days from now on Samurai on Tuesday. You so, can see Desperado break his jaw. You can see Desperado break his break his jaw, which also is what made uh, Doki necessary in the first place. So. So- I mean, how many more people do you think would have had to got hurt to get down to like Hiroshi Yamato or somebody? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're already a Doki, so not that many more. Maybe like maybe they didn't only... have another young lion they could put in it or something. I um, mean, all credit to him. Amazing, good job. They don't but, want to put Shota Umino in there because he's a heavy. He's already supposed to be a heavyweight. They couldn't, um, I would say they couldn't call anyone from KJojo, but no, they can't call anybody from KJojo anymore. Well, they can't even get Ayato Yoshida booked. That's right. That door's been closed. Yeah. That's right. Everyone who said 100% nailed on. How about that? Yeah. So Yoshida. Oh, because Taka is a, a dirty cheater. That's right. <laughs> but he's still a good wrestler, so I can't get too, too much hate on him. Pretty much, gonna... They're all pretty much dirty cheaters. I'm going to enjoy watching him in the best of Super Junior this year after he missed last year. But but yeah, so Doki is in the best of Super Junior this year. And, um, you know, very exciting. You can see him on Takataichi Mania. Like you said, you can see you can see how Desperado gets his jaw broken. I'm, I'm sure Gato called him up and, and was like, you really had to work a fucking death match like two okay. weeks before the best of Super Junior. Yeah. I'm so totally out of the New Japan loop. I only know this because I see people talking about it on Twitter. Wasn't he supposed to win? I don't think he was going to win, but I think he was going to go. He was going to have a pretty good record, at least. But because I saw uh, some people saying that he was going to win, I think people they were basing that off of Dragon Lee saying he wanted to defend against him next. But I don't think he was actually going to win. I think he was going to. He, he probably going to have a very good attack in New Japan. Trust yeah. me, as a Shibata fan, does mean anything. <laughs> I think he was going to go. He's gonna go like six and three or something, probably maybe seven and two. So he's gonna have a good year. But what are you gonna do? Jun Kasai broke his jaw. That's what he uh, gets for trying to be a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> I heard that match owned though. I really can't wait to watch it. But uh, all right, so the actual topics we're here to talk about are DDT and um, Big Japan, which, as I was telling Jesse off air, I'm going. To double back, I've decided officially I'm going to do this. I'm going to double back to Kyoto on my last full day there, just so I can see DDT live, because it's pretty much my only opportunity. The the weird like they're basically not on tour the entire two weeks I'm there, so you know there's like a couple other shows that are even further away. But you know Kyoto, I, I've always wanted to see a show at KBS Hall anyway, because that's the show that's the arena with like those giant like 
you know, stained glass windows. It looks like you're watching a show from a church. So I figured when else am I going to get this opportunity? I might as well do it. But it means another four hours on a train. But whatever. You could start grinding Grambly while you're on the train. <laughs> there you go. I could do that. They have it in English. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if I just my addictive personality. I don't know if I want to <laughs> get started on avoided at all costs. <laughs> um, but yes, so that's basically what I'm going to be. I'm going to be seeing DET live, and you know when I leave in a few weeks, because this was this is officially the countdown to the my next Japan trip, which you know I, I've mentioned this on other episodes, but somehow, and I swear to God, I didn't do this on purpose. Our hundredth omakase should be the episode I do live from Japan. So that's kind of weirdly fitting. Very but cool. This, but this is number ninety-seven, as I said. So we got like three left until then, and we're gonna start here with DDT, the king of DDT, the first two rounds. Um, first round is actually a little bit older now. It's back on April 29th from the Tokyo Tokyo Itabashi Green Hall. Um, I remember I wanted to talk about it a few weeks ago, and then for, like for whatever reason, it just was not up a day or two after, and I just completely lost the track. Periscopes the ma- the first round matches live, but they, they didn't. They they periscoped the oh. matches on Twitter. I see. The, just the the king of DDT matches live, which is how I watched them. I didn't watch them on Universe. I watched them on Periscope. Interesting. But yeah, so, I watched them on Universe many, many, many days later. But somehow yeah. I was still not spoiled on this, so that was good, I guess. Um, so I'm just going to talk about the tournament matches here. There were only seven of them because they brought in a new concept this year, um, the Loser Resurrection Battle Royal, where the seven losers um, you know, would compete. Or actually only six of them ended up competing because... Uh, Yukio ended up going for a, t- a different way for a title shot. But yeah, so six of the seven losers competed in a Battle Royal match on the second round show with the winner all getting back into the quarterfinals. So it's it's actually kind of similar to what Toriumon used to do way back in the day when they had Toriumon had the um, El Numero Uno, which was more of like a round robin thing. But you know, they would have all these block winners and then they would have a last chance. They call it like the dragon scramble battle Royal. And the winner of that would get like reinserted into the semifinals. That was way more absurd than this. Cause you know, like I said, it's a round Robin. So it's like, if you went through a whole like G1 style tournament and at the very end, you're like, okay, well there's a battle Royal now and you can just win that battle Royal and get Don't into give the final. Well, that's what they did in Doryamon. So once had a year where Misaki Mochizuki when he was in the original M2K and as a heel, he won El Numero Uno without winning a single league match because he got himself intentionally counted out in every single league match um, to ruin the show. He made them all go to double countouts, and but then won the Dragon Scramble and then won the tournament. That so, sounds absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it was something, but but yeah, but this is like a, a, a much less extreme version here. Since winning here only gets you, it basically gets you um, back into the second round. So, still got to win three singles matches to win the tournament. But it began with the first round of Higuchi and Kota Umeda. Higuchi won this in 1303 with the Dr. Bomb. Um, 
you know, some notes here I had on this was like, basically, Coda made his kicks. They always sound really loud, but in like a small, like quiet building like this, they sound like a gun going off or like a cannon. It's just like really, really loud. Um, but yeah, I like this match. It was very physical and hard hitting, a little slow maybe, but not like, you know, put you to sleep slow or anything. So I went like three and a half stars on it. Very cool match. Do you have any thoughts of Higuchi and Umeda? I mean, it was my favorite match of the tournament so far. Oh, wow. I really, really, really liked it, but I love Kota Umeda a lot. So I always really enjoy seeing him in matches like this because it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. And I thought it was really great. And I, I just want to say in general, I really liked the first round because we got to see a lot of the DNA guys have a big singles match, something that we really haven't seen too much of lately in DDT. And so it was nice to sort of give these guys the focus a little bit anyway and to see how far they've come. I really right. enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a good point. Except yeah. for Watase. <laughs> well, Watase got a dark match on the, on the second round night, so that's that's what he got. Uh, he also got got to get pinned by Okuda in his last DDT match, but didn't watch that. Uh, up next, we have one of my favorite matches of the tournament so far, which is Mike Bailey and Soma Takao. Um, I just thought, like, you know, they were forearm each other extremely hard, which I always appreciate. And there was, like, a lot of flash pin sequences in here, which I'm always uh, kind of a mark for. So I really enjoyed that stuff. Um, and Soma ended up getting the win with the reverse gory special bomb in 1008. That thing looked um, nasty. It do- always does. Look- it's basically, for people who don't know what that is, it's a vertebraker, folks. And it does look really nasty when he does it. So, um, but yeah, there's only one 1008, but I really loved it. I went three and three quarters on it. So, um, they have really good chemistry together. Yeah. Because they had a killer match in the Dio tournament. Yeah. It was like did. a super underrated match that a lot of people didn't really talk about. Match was incredible, and so I wasn't really surprised that they had another really great match here. Maybe a little surprised that Soma won. I was a little bit surprised too. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the biggest upset. There was another one later on. That's... Well, no, I mean, this it wasn't like the, the biggest upset, but it was kind of yeah. like, hmm. yeah. Uh, then we had Naomi Yoshimura beating Kazuki Hirata with the Shonen Naba in nine forty two. Uh, this was another really fun match. The fans got way into Hirata as the underdog here, which he's always very good at. But Yoshimura basically ends up just like surviving all the flash pen attempts and then gets the win. Uh, this is another like three and a half star level match. So, really fun match. We just need to survive every endo match until we get him and Harada. <laughs> it needs to happen. They were awesome in King of DT last year. So, Yoshimura was also really good in the match, too. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, you know, it, it, I find it, it's an interesting choice they've made with him to go with him as more of a baby face, but it's... I mean, they like they, they put him in Disaster Box, and then they like kind of haven't done anything with it. I wonder yeah. if him and Ueno are going to form some sort of tag team or something. Well, they teased that at the at, at the show, didn't they? At, uh, at, at Judgment, didn't they tease that? Yeah, and then he joined Disaster Box, and nothing's happened since, really. Okay, so... Well, DT does do that sometimes. They just kind of drop things. Um, Up next was probably my big disappointment of night one. Uh, Daisuke Sasaki beating Yukio Sakaguchi with the rope assisted pin in 1137. 
Um, I don't know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was bad, but it just felt like the two of them really weren't that. They just really weren't trying that hard or something. I don't, I don't know. It's not like it just. These are two of my favorite guys. So I just expected a lot more. Well, I let me say like, to you this way: Yukio killed Sasaki today. Sasaki's dead. Everybody, just FYI. <laughs> Indo had to put him out to pasture in the back. So, you know, I mean, it was, it was it was like the start of something, I guess. So that's fine. But it just felt... Yukio killed Polly too. He's murdering everybody in damnation. Yes. So how yeah. how did those two die before Nobu? <laughs> that is kind of true. <laughs> that is really weird. I think he might actually. Die. Oh my god, Yukio will probably break his jaw. Yeah. Ease them or something. But um, as far as the match itself here goes, I mean, not, you know, it was their part. It was okay. Weird. It was fine, mm-hmm. but it just didn't didn't knock my socks off. I expect what you would expect more from the two of them because they've yeah. had better matches before. Yeah. And Sasaki winning by putting his feet up on the ropes. Kind of suspected that too, you know. Yeah. Um, the next match is Masahiro Takanashi beating Mao with a backside pin in two fifteen. Uh, this was this was a lot. So let me just okay, read what. How do they get keep getting caught by this? <laughs> the ref- fifth time I've seen the same exact thing, and it works pretty much every time. The ref got bumped. Dalian Aki dressed as Masa runs in, but Bailey fights him off. He came in to save Mao. Shota in the crowd blows off a party popper in Mao's face, and then Masa rolls him up the pin. So there you go. <laughs> That's how I thought Mao was winning this entire fucking tournament. And oh no, I out. did not think Mao. Okay, was well he got knocked I out. I gave myself a pat on the back for this one. I called yeah. three out of the four semifinalists. Well, they're, I guess they're not semifinalists; they're quarterfinalists. Yeah. But I, I caught three out of the four. So, no, I didn't think Ma was going to make it too far. I thought he'd make it farther than this, though. Yeah. I was, was kind of shocked that both Moonlight Express guys got dumped. Um, first round. That was like, hmm. That was like the hmm to me. Yeah. Except for the next match. That was kind of a hmm. And then and I then, and the, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh. Yeah. The, the problem <laughs> with that second chance thing is that the upsets are not as big a deal because it's like, Anyone who gets upset in the first round can still get back in. So here we had Akito. When they're Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> Akito beating Hiroshima with the with a cradle in 1426. Uh, this match was really good. I went like three and a half on it. And um, the one big shocker, is this the first time in wrestling history repeat coverage has actually ever got has actually gotten the pin? Because I was just like, what the fuck? Because people do that all the time. They go for like more than one cover when a guy kicks out. But like it worked. He covered Harashima like three times after he hit like whatever that they would think it was like a big spine buster. And like the third cradle got the pin. I mean, Akito's a wrestling genius. <laughs> I, he must be to get that to work because I haven't seen it work in 30 years. But listen. Stranger things have happened in this world, <laughs> especially in DDT. But yeah, but I was, I was shocked that Harashima lost until I got reminded by Mr. Haku on Twitter. There's a second chance Rumble thing, and then I was like, oh, 
Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the main event, Konosuke Takashita defeating Yuki, Yuki Arena with the Zahi, which I guess is what he's calling that knee strike, in 2045. I mean, I thought this was, again, really good main event. I went three and three quarters. Um, you know, it was it was long and maybe a little too long. But I was going to say, I thought it was a little too long. But I thought Arena looked awesome here and really hung with Takashita really well. So that's always, it's always a good thing when you see... You know, like you're saying, like a DNA guy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's big... nice to see these guys in these big matches get a chance to show what they can do. And these two are friends. They're former classmates. So Takashita gave them enough. I wouldn't say he gave them a lot. He gave them enough. Yeah. But I, I thought it went too long. But I still really liked it. And it was a, a good capper to a very good show as far as like Nothing dragged. Everything was pretty good except for like one match. So definitely a show I think worth the thing watching. To keep in mind with King of DDT is you're not gonna get like the banger match probably till the final. Yeah, the final is usually the banger. I mean, I will say last year the the eight, you know, having those sixteen matches on one show was really cool. But here that this is still a good first round. So it's just uh, good solid wrestling. Yeah, sometimes that's all you need. I think then, we get. I think people watch everything and then they get mad when something is kind of just like there. But a lot of people don't watch everything. A lot of DDT fans that go to shows, you think they watch every show in universe? That's true. I mean, I think sometimes people don't look at it in that perspective. But I thought it was some of them do watch everything on universe. (laughs) They actually do. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. I mean, I don't watch everything on universe, I have to be honest. There's definitely stuff I'm. There's definitely stuff I'm. There are certain like, people that pretty much anything they do I watch, but I don't watch everything either. Yeah, I mean they, 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 that, so they won't be named on this podcast either. They're going to stay anonymous. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the King of DT second round was May six and Hokkaido, uh, the Sapporo Tuzukido Mars Gym. I this reminds me though. I, I have to mention something because it's a very weird thing to bring up. But because this is an Hokkaido, it made me think of it. If you like um, like very short documentaries, the this thing I saw the other day, which was it's called like the Japan Railway Journal. It's done by NHK World, which is you know in English. Um, if you search for Japan Railway Journal episode number sixty-seven, they did this kind of amazing piece on a local train line in Hokkaido that had to close, and like that that sounds like not that interesting maybe if if i just say it like that but like it's really like strangely moving for a 27 minute documentary about a, a train closure and like just the way the community reacts and um you know the the sense of history and all that it's just really really interesting so if you're the kind of person that would watch a 27 minute documentary about a train closure it's a it's a very very like sweet watch so I would recommend that, but it's probably the weirdest recommendation I'll ever make on this show, but there you go. So from I Hokkaido. I don't have any documentaries to recommend. <laughs> that would be our topic. The last one I saw was the flat earth one. The flat earth one. Is Maybe that is our topic. Is anyone on this show a flat earther? No. I that, think we know, that, that we know of. That we know of, no. I don't think so. But no, I just thought of that because of Hokkaido, and it's a very, like, just watching, like, the elderly people in the community, like, you know, like rally around it was very, 
it was like surprisingly moving for a uh episode of battle of closed train line king of dt second round from hokkaido um it started out an undermatch which i watched it was mad Polly and mizuki watase which was a really fun like three minute match you know only went 256 for Polly one with the reverse splash but how do you feel about Polly's new gear i like the gear it's cool it's so cute he has like a little Polly on him now <laughs> it has his name Polly. do you remember when he first came out we couldn't figure out what his name was like there was a big debate about this on twitter i wouldn't say big debate it was like Two people, or maybe three. We're all trying to figure out was it really Polly or not. I remember that. Mm. Yeah, I vaguely remember that too. That was fun. Good times before <laughs> DDT English was around. <laughs> Just, everybody relied on Google Translate. Everybody was like, well, hopefully Jeremiah DDT can figure it out. But um King of DDT twenty nineteen, loser resurrection battle royal was the opener. Um, so, Hiroshima, Kota Umeda, Mike Bailey, Rick, Yuki Ueno, Kazuki Hirata, Mao, and Kota Umeda are in this. It started out with a very dramatic Moonlight Express handshake. Like, both Mao and Bailey were, like, being very dramatic about this handshake for some reason. Um, I thought they were both going to get dumped right in there. Yes, I kind of <laughs> did, too. And then Hirata and Ueno both tried to turn on each other. Uh, then Mao tried to roll up Bailey, and Speedball was very upset about it. Like he was just like, "How could you?" Which I thought was funny. Um, to like basically skinned the cat and then used a Rana on Bailey for the first elimination. Although like, Bailey had thought he eliminated him. Uh, then Disaster Box, like Karashima, uh, Yuki Ueno, and, and Kazuki Hirata all started working together until like working over Mao together, but then. Hirata suddenly rolled up Reno for the second elimination. That was a that was my favorite elimination of the match, I think. Because they were all doing this this like big elaborate double team while Harassman was like on the apron waiting to do a springboard in. And then Hirata just rolls up Reno out of nowhere. Um and then Hirata, like Hirata, like he was awesome in this match before Mao finally like just reversed one of his cradles into a cutback for the third elimination. And then Hiroshima eliminated Mao over the top rope, which was the fourth. And then we got like a big Hiroshima and Arena kick battle before we finally hit the Samato for the pin. So this is really fun. I can't believe it only went seven minutes and 18 seconds. And it felt longer. So I guess that's a good thing. But they, they must have Hiroshima a lot wins. LOL. <laughs> Hiroshima wins. Again. LOL. And then he goes on to face the walkover in Sasaki. Yeah. I'm so shocked. <laughs> Just stuns, let me tell you. Uh, match number three, Makoto Oishi and Koki Iwasaki. So I skipped match two. I didn't watch it. But match three was uh, Oishi and Iwasaki beating Hiroshi Yamato and Yuki Ino when Iwasaki pinned Ino at the vertical drop brain buster in 937. I, I only watch... know Iwasaki <laughs> is from this area, so that's why he was on the show. Okay, because he's Gambare now, I think. So Yes. Um, so I, wa- I-, I watched this for he two reasons. and Ishii. Are teaming against Irie and Watase on the Gunbari show. If, if people are like into that, I'm yeah. into Gunbari, but not them. Yeah. Well, like I, I like not the Renegades people, I like the other people. Why is Irie yeah. on on Gunbari now? <laughs> so weird. He's just working that show. Oh, okay. They're just working a tag match. Um, I was gonna. I mean, weirdly, Watase had like Renegades like X out when he came out. 
for that dark I mean, who the hell knows with this dude he, wears, <laughs> he always has a shirt with the renegades xed out he's not in king of ddt he paid to go to new york for what who knows <laughs> i know it's true it's hard, it's hard to figure the, out the international man of mystery i wanted to mention i watched this tag match for two reasons first of all to see iwasaki because i always i always liked him in dna I don't. I can't say I catch a lot of Gambare, so he works Noah to too. Oh he yeah, that's true. Another, another promotion that I don't really watch. To see I mean, just in case anybody out there does watch Noah. Yeah. You know. Um. And then the other reason why the other thing I reason why I watched this was to see Hiroshi Abato do his singing entrance. So, which is always a delight. But he and Doki should form a tag team. Did you see that that video of Doki singing the the Japanese Winnie the Pooh bear song? No. Okay, you have to see that immediately. It's on my. I retweeted it a few days ago. It's on my Twitter feed. I'll go check it out. Yes, he, he's like he has the voice of an angel. I have to say. Is but it he, better than Yamato's? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Let me just play it here. What? hundred times better. What the hell? This should be Arya's new thing that he comes out to. Why is he wrestling? Why is he being a singer? I hope the the listeners can hear that too. But I put it right to the microphone. I'd be surprised that they couldn't. But yes, he's a he is a he is a great uh, a great singer. So that's Doki <laughs> Doki singing the Winnie the Pooh Bear. Uh, he's a voice actor. Yeah. What the hell is he doing? Other than, I mean, it's working out pretty good for him. He, he like, explains in New Japan, so, I mean, what the hell can I say? <laughs> uh, I mean, people are saying, I mean, that's why Taichi really picked him <laughs> for the singing skill. But, um, match four, I did not watch. I don't think you did either, right? The Sakaguchi Endo. No. And Who the hell is Koji Yoshida? He's, like, a local guy, I guess? You, you're asking the wrong person. Go look he, it up on Twitter. I'm he sure doesn't he, even have a fucking cage profile. They know who that is. You know, Mr. Haku probably knows who he is. I yeah. really don't know. I, he must be like a local Hokkaido guy because those those local I don't Hokkaido. Think that's the guy that's having the match against Hideki Suzuki to like okay. get back into DDT. I don't think that's the same dude. Pretty sure. Because like he's okay. He is a local Hokkaido guy. Because I when you search him, like all the results that come up in cage match are like Hokkaido matches. So like he must be a local Hokkaido guy. Honestly, I um, thought it was Yohei from like the split second <laughs> screenshot that, that I saw. Of him. I'm like, what the hell is Yohei doing in DDT? Like, he must be in that. Maybe he's in the same promotion that gave us uh, Andres a Giant Panda. Because that's Hokkaido, too, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the King of DDT round two matches starts out with Higuchi and Masa Takanashi. Um, Higuchi beat him with the Dr. Bomb in 7-12. This is like my favorite seven-minute match in a while. This is awesome. Um, like, Masa basically just tried to strike him early and did not go well for him at all. And then uh, Masa did manage to get the top rope sunset flip power bomb, But then Higuchi counters the Yoshitonic and just, like, pulls him up, which is such a great visual. And, like, lariats his, his head off, hits the Dr. Bomb with the pin soon after. But, yeah, I think like, three and a half on this really fun seven-minute match. I mean, kind of typical small man, big man match. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it was bad. It was really good. I mean, there's really not much more to say about it. It was a really fun match. 
I'm glad Higuchi. And Higuchi did some things better in this match than Yoshimura did in the Takashina match. I thought Higuchi was better doing his power spots. There was one spot in the Takashina match that just like we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, then Soma Takao and Akito. Uh, I thought this was another like little good fun short match. Soma beat him with the reverse Gory special bomb in nine ten. It's a very map based match, which plays into the strength of Akito, especially. They did a lot of mat stuff early on and then like went to a really strong cradle reversal sequence toward the end before Soma finally hit the the vertebrate thing for the pin. But yeah, there's another like like probably like three and a quarter. Good match. Yeah, it's kind of how you can say everything about the kind of king of the UT right now. Uh, Takashita and Yoshimura. I thought this was the big problem again, which went a little bit too long for what they did. Um, Nosuke Takashita beat him with the Caballo 2020. What the fuck does that mean? It's like like camel clutch looking. Oh, show he does a- another think. shit finisher, by the way. Yeah. Why does like, dude? He does like crazy German suplexes and brain busters, and then he chooses to do. For finisher, some of the most ridiculous looking stuff I've ever seen. That's yeah, just somebody getting too cute to me. Just do what you're good at, man. But he he got the win with it in 1446. Well, maybe he couldn't lift Yoshimura <laughs> up with those ginormous freaking thighs that he has. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I thought this I find was that hard really... to believe. But <laughs> I thought this was really boring early on. Um, but it finally picked up when Yoshimura like almost decapitated him with a lariat around like the ten minute mark. And then there was like I thought awesome... it picked up when I guess it's a, like I guess you call it a tope. I'm really bad at knowing the names of moves, but when Takashita jumped over the top rope and Yoshimura was supposed to catch him, and Takashi just ate shit and landed like <laughs> right at the back of his head. I'm sure that I'm not surprised that was your favorite moment. <laughs> I thought that's when it kind of picked up, but there was one spot where Yoshimura is going for a power bomb and he like physically waits for about three seconds. And you know that that spot's coming next. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, come on. Well, I was going to say, yeah, the sit-out powerbomb was so sick. It was like a really big one, too. I mean, it looked cool once he finally did it. It was just getting to that point. And I was like, oh. Um, and then after that, the there's like a big lariat war um, by Takashi, that Takashida ended up winning, but then Yoshimar kicked out at one. And then Takashida hits his the running knee we just talked about for two count and then locked in this new camel clutch choke submission finisher thing. Um, that felt anticlimactic to me, which was the first of two matches that had a kind of anticlimactic ending. But... Yeah, I don't understand why he's using... Unless they're trying to do this thing because Indo has his new finisher thing too where he chokes people out. So now Takashita has to have one. That's like the only reason I can see why this exists because they kind of cross the arm thing the same. But Takashita's, I mean, Indo's, I think, is more like a, a cross face. Yeah. Whereas Takashita's is, is more, he's in like a camel clutch. Thing. Which looks really stupid. I, I don't like it at all either. Um, but it yeah. looks as bad as Okada's red ink. <laughs> as Okada's what? As Okada's red ink. It looks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. Which Okada has not used in a million years. So. That should. Takashita's take. <laughs> Although then Okada started I'll using give that fucking. Give him the doubt. It was the first time he used it. Then Okada started using that fucking like the uh, Cobra Clutch in the build up to the Naito match last year, 
And did he even use it in the match? He used it in the match for two seconds and then abandoned it. Yes, and it has never used it since. I don't think so. I'm like, okay. Maybe he deserved all those awards he won then for abandoning it. <laughs> yeah, the clover. I mean, he got rid of it. That's the best thing you can say because it was a really bad move. So um, now he just basically Okada finally figured out he just shouldn't fuck with, with submissions and just doesn't bother anymore. I'll so. never forget reading someone. Someone said this is like a hate on Okada moment. Like you, if you really like him, I remember someone saying Okada is an amazing submission wrestler because he learned from all the greats in Mexico. And I was like, what the fuck? Look, I like Okada, but I think describing Kazuchika Okada as an amazing submission wrestler is insane. He's had like two submission finishes and they are both awful. It's like, it's not, it's not always good at. I am not an Okada fan, but he does some stuff really great. Yeah. Like, take the L. (laughs) Yeah, submissions are just not one of them. He's so It's fine. You know? Yeah. Um... Hiroshima beat people Daisuke. who don't suck at submissions. Hiroshima beat Taisuke Sasaki with the Somato in 1259. Um, I mean, look, this was good early on. I really like the 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 Russian light sweep into the chairs by Sasaki. That was really cool in the crowd. And then, like, the first five minutes were just Sasaki like cheating and choking, which is always fun. But then I don't know. It just felt like it petered out from there. It just felt like it never really hit like that big stretch run, and then. I don't know, like, Hiroshima used this weird, like, jumping Samato from a standing position and then just hit another running one and got the pin. Which is, it felt like that was out of nowhere and not really in a good way. So It's not out know. of nowhere. Okay. Him beating Sasaki is, like, a woman's <laughs> time of the month, man. Okay, it's well, regular. that's true. I just thought the ending was out of nowhere. Like, come on. When, they, when I saw... <laughs> That the winner got Sasaki. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Really? They're gonna do this? Oh. And well, uh, you know they did it. No Sasaki repeat, unfortunately. Well, he's dead now too, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but uh, that leads wait. us into. Well, let the me get into I have, Yep, I got the cards here, so give me one sec, though. But mm-hmm. two and three quarters is what I would give this. Um, yeah, it overall, just get that extra gear that you know they both have. They both have had better matches. Yeah. So overall, I would say this show is below the first round. Uh, I like the first round a lot better. This was still good, and especially I would say the loser resurrection battle royal was good and the first two second round matches. But the, the last two just weren't really that great, so... Yeah, so I would say to wrap up the first two rounds, uh, if you're like a four-star above person, there's nothing you need to watch yet. Exactly. You're yeah. good. But if you like DDT, you like the matches, check them out. They're yeah. all really short. Yeah. Pretty much. I think there's only been one 20-minute match. So they're all pretty short. Uh, so that takes us into the DDT King of DDT Finals which will take place next, exactly one week from today, May 19th, um, at Corken Hall. Let me just go through the whole card here. The undermatch is Mike Rollins and Ricky Starks against Gota Ahashi and Nobuhiro Shimatani. How do you like these two guys in DDT? Ah, they're fine. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really seen that much of them, honestly. The, the a couple they, matches. They fit I in like from a comedy fit, perspective. Yeah, I think they fit that sort of sweet spot really good. And that's actually kind of hard because some people that you think 
would be good at them. Like maybe Ethan Page. <laughs> no yeah. offense. Like I really like Ethan Page. He just like did not. It just didn't work in yeah. DDT for whatever reason. Whereas these two guys, they kind of found a little bit of a niche. And it really works for them. So they get I'd like to see match. them in a camp match. I hope we get them in the, the camp battle royal. I think they'd be really cool in that. I don't know how long they're staying though. I know, but I think I know. I think they'd be really good in that though. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Then the King of DET semifinal number one, Konosuke Takashita versus Katsada Higuchi. That could be really, really good. Who do you think is going to win that match? Probably. Oh, I don't know. It depends on who you think is winning the whole thing. I think I think Harashima is winning the whole thing. Uh, I do too. So I think they're doing Endo Harashima at a. At the Peter Pan, and I say show. that because they have a Snow Hall show. I think in September. In November. Uh, no, okay, it's in November. I yeah. think they they might save the Takashina match for the Snow Hall. That's what I th- that's what I thought from the start. I thought that's why I had Mal winning, but Harashi was a, a good choice so too. I could see Higuchi getting a bit of a a push here. Yeah. By beating Takashita, and Takashita has all that stuff going on with Sinzai girls. Yeah. At the moment, too, which kind of leads me to believe maybe they're not going that direction quite yet. So Higuchi beats Takashita, gets probably the biggest one of his career, and then he loses the final to Hiroshima. I could definitely see that. So, I mean, you could just do Hiroshima and Takashita as the final have Hiroshima win, but I like that better. If you're going to have Takashita lose, you might as well have him lose to Higuchi. You could use that one a lot more. I agree. Uh, and I guess that both means we don't think there's any hope for Soma. <laughs> no, Soma's not winning this. Soma's losing to Hiroshima pretty much if Hiroshima's winning the tournament or not, I think. So, uh, But yes, Hiroshima versus Soma, to, versus Soma to Kaz, the other semifinal. And very sorry for Soma, who's been great, but it's just, I don't think it's happening. Well, I mean, has Hiroshima ever really gotten his vengeance for a year ago? It's true. Soma turning on him and joining Damnation. Has he ever but, really gotten him back for that? You're right, not really. So I guess this is the vengeance. Uh, the match number three is Antonio Honda, Toruwashi, Super Sasango Machine, and Makoto Oishi versus Akito, Masatakanashi, Speedball Mike Bailey, and Saki Akai. What an eight-person tag there. Like That's like the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> you had like two Mount Rushmores. Yeah. You had like two of them. Uh, then the right to challenge anytime, anywhere five-way match, uh, which Shinshiro Takagi has, I believe, the last one, right? That's the last one left? He, she has one, but he's uh, cashing it in after. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I forgot about that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> back to what I was saying. So, Shinshiro Takagi versus Mal versus Yuki Ueno versus Kota Umeda versus Naomi Yoshimura. Um, I believe this is a one-fall match, I think. So the only way Takagi loses the 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 bracelet is if he gets pinned. So I, I imagine the other four people will all be targeting him here. I think one of the DNA guys will get it. It's just I don't know who. I feel like Umeda will get it back, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe actually, maybe Mao. I don't know. Um, I like. I really want to see Mao versus Indo in a singles match. Yeah. Like. I really want to see that. So I'd be cool with it. I'd be cool with any of these guys getting it. Because, you know, back for the Peter Pan match that Indo and Takashita had, one of the things Indo said before that match was if he won the belt, he wanted to give more opportunities to those guys. 
So that's why it's not really shocking. I mean, I wouldn't really be shocked if Higuchi wins King of DDT, considering that it would give him a nice boost. And it's a free show. I think it would yeah. be good. You know, you can kind of do something a little different there. I definitely think no matter who wins King of DDT, Indo needs to beat them. Yeah. Period. Point blank. He needs to have a, a title run. Like, a legit one. So, you know, sorry if you like any of these other wrestlers. <laughs> but I really think Indo needs to win. At Peter Pan. And I really hope that if they do save the Takashina match for a sumo hall in November, he wins that one too. Yeah. Like, he, he needs to beat him. Like, well, I think they've, they've avoided doing it all this time for a reason, I think. So we'll see. Um, then we have the Road to Matsuya Mania special handicap match. Which is where is... Ishii will be challenging for the title. Oh, at Matsuya Mania? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's on that show. Um, really? Wait, I thought he was going to come in here. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I could have sworn that's what he said. He's going to come at Corrigan. But I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're right. I'm pretty sure. Like, hold up. I could have sworn he came out. The, I could have sworn he came out the last month Corkin and said he wanted to cash in on the next Corkin. And, and they, they told, told him, him no. And they told him no, so he just said, "Okay, I'm just going to show up with my, with my bracelet and do it." Then they told him you can't do the. They announced like when the date was that he was getting his title shot. Oh, okay. That's the thing. That's why I'm like. Well, because I'm, sure. I'm looking at these cards and only announced title shot is the the Yukio one. So I don't know. Maybe we just maybe we're both wrong. Maybe we just missed it. Hold up. I'm on it. <laughs> um very smart people who know what they're talking about right now. <laughs> well, we'll see. What are you gonna do? Now everybody knows everything. Um but anyway, so the handicap match here is Daisuke Sasaki against Kazuki Hirata and Maku Donoto. So um, I guess he can go ahead and try that. Uh, he Basically, they wanted, Hirata wants he and, um, you know. Okay, they, they I am all It's me. I'm wrong. Okay, I was right. The Matsuyama show is when Indo and Sakaguchi is happening. Right. So he so Ichi did not get an announced date. They told him you cannot that they, they got rid of the being able to pick but a date. I think on the nineteenth is when he's getting his title shot. I it's swear to God. Gonna, they told Ishii you have to come back. Ishii said he wants the title shot on the May nineteenth Corrigan. And he, he tried to come out the last Corrigan and say he wanted it there. And they told him we're not allowed to do that anymore. You have to do a surprise catch in. So he's just like, fine, I'm just going to show up on May 19th and do my cash-ins. So it's known that it's, they're going to do that, but they have they can't put it on the card. You know what I'm saying? If I can't just make this shit <laughs> I don't know. So before Sasaki and, uh, and Takao defend against Hirata and Makudanoto um, at, at Matsuyamania, they're going to have a handicap match here. Then you have Endo and Matt Polly against Yuki Sakaguchi and Mizuki Watase. And presumably this is where Ishii's going to come out and cash in on Endo. And then the main event is the King of DET 2019 final. So it could be an eventful show here. I'm very excited for this one. Um, that will be this Sunday, at presumably at 11.30 again. 11.30 a.m. Japan time. So like I mean, 10.30. Realistically, anyone but Soma, because Soma is the tag champions. 
Yeah. So anyone but Soma can win this tournament. It's just a matter of what do they want to do. And it's not, it wouldn't really be a shock because I picked the other three to be where they are. Yeah. They all have some sort of beef with Indo. You have Higuchi with the DNA tie-in and Indo saying he wanted to do more stuff with those guys. You have Takashita, which needs no explanation. I hope to God I don't have to explain that to people listening to this podcast because then we're going to have to do another three hours on that. <laughs> and then with Harashima, man, even their stuff goes a long way back. Indo beat him to win King of DDT. Then Harashima prevented Indo from making the final of the first Dio tournament. And so Harashima went to the final and faced off against uh, Shuji Ishikawa, and Shuji won the tournament. So there's a lot of stuff there with Indo and Harashima as well. Yeah. So it's like all three guys he has some sort of connection to. And so going into Peter Pan and it being their biggest show of the year, it's not really shocking that these are three guys that went Soma. I mean, you know, but yeah. it's not really shocking that those are the three guys that seem primed to be the choices to win. So that is King of DT. I'm going to quickly, there's two other big shows coming up. Um, there's May 26th, the, this is Matsuri's uh, 25th anniversary show where he's basically being allowed to book the card. And there's a nine match show. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. And the opener is a mixed tag gauntlet with like <laughs> a ton of people in it. So it could be quite a long show here. But there's, um, you know, there's a, a match too. It's a generation battle with uh, Ishii, Akito, and Hirata against Kota Umeda, Mao, and Watase. Um, Hub is on this show with Izami Kodaka against Yuki Ureno and Naomi Yoshimura. Daisuke Sasaki against Yasu Rano. We don't see that much of these. Oh these my days. god, what a yeah. match. Um, Let's see, Tsubasa and Jinsei Shinzaki are on this show. Team with Yukio Sakaguchi against Endo, Soma Takao, and Mad Pauly. Uh, Antonio Honda is facing Kikitaro. And then there's the semi-main is a Super Space Time Wars, Kaintai DX versus Kishiwada Brigade. So Dick Togo and Men's Teo against Mayutu Kishiwada and Buffalo. That's quite the throwback there. And then the main event is a special tag team match, Takashida and Hiroshima against Irie and Higuchi. So that, that could, again, be really good. So yeah, that card looks awesome. So circle that one on your calendar for Osaka, Idiona Arena number two, May 26th, uh, Matsuri's, referee Matsuri's 25th anniversary show. And then the last show, we only have a few matches for it right now, which is June 2nd, the Wrestle Matsuya Mania 2019 in Ehime, the Ehime World Trade Center. Um... This is right now we have Hideki Suzuki versus Ryutaro Watanabe. Don't even know who that so is. So Watanabe. Oh, he's a failed trainee. Former trainee. Right. Hurt and then quit. And so now he's coming back. And this yeah. is like, if you can survive Hideki Suzuki, you can come back. That's yeah. basically what the match is. That's awesome. Also, this is a, this is in Shikoku, I just realized. Wow. That's not even, a, that's not, that people don't know Japanese geography. That's like the other little island that everybody always forgets exists because it's like, it's just like below Honshu. It's like not really, you know, like even New Japan barely goes there. But they only go there, uh, you know, like maybe a few times a year. So for DET to be running a show there is pretty cool, I think. So 
Um, but yeah, so that'll be... And then the other two matches we know is Daisuke Sasaki and Soma Takao defending the KOD tag titles against Kazuki Hirata and Maku Danato. And then the KOD openweight title, Tetsu Endo against Yukio Sakaguchi. So that'll so be we keep talking about people in Damnation dying because Yukio is on the warpath. He's yeah. very, very upset. And he's taking out Damnation one by one. Yeah. He he took out Polly. Polly came back, by the way. Just FYI. It's an, it's a different Polly. Like the new era Polly. You know, Japan welcomed in a new era with a new emperor. Mm-hmm. So this is a new Polly. And then he killed well he didn't he KO'd Sasaki with his knee of God today. And uh Indo said we're gonna have to put him out to pasture. So we'll see if Sasaki comes back a brand new man. I wouldn't bet on it. But uh yeah. So who's yeah. next? Is Pumukin gonna come back and they're gonna, is he gonna get taken <laughs> out too? That's funny. Or is he gonna go for go for after Ishikawa had to show up in all Japan to do that? I guess that would I would love that actually. <laughs> I'd love it. But yeah, there's some exciting stuff coming up in DET. So I mean, all three of those shows sound awesome. So even if it's been a little bit of a sleepy time for DET right now, maybe at the you know there haven't really been a ton of big shows. There's a lot coming up. So. I have to say, I'm I'm pretty impressed by the challengers so far for Indo. Yeah. Yeah, it's had some really good ones. Very happy. Really, really, really excited for that match against Sakaguchi. I think it could be amazing. I'm hoping. So, let's transition over to Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Endless Survivor 2019. Uh, Watching this so live is what you call endless surviving. (laughs) It was aired on May 5th, or it took place on May 5th, and aired live on Samurai from Yokohama Bunker Gymnasium. So it claimed 2,409 fans. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's up it is from up? last year, yes. Oh, wow. Striga had it on Twitter. Go look at his Twitter account. Okay, I'm looking right now what last year's like, You're going to have to scroll, like, on his Twitter account probably, like, a week back. No, I'm not I'm scrolling. You, I'm just checking. I'm just, I'm just checking. letting everybody else out there. I'm telling you um, so it was last, a- last year it did 2,126. So yeah, there you go. Uh, pretty good. But what did I just say this one did? <laughs> I don't know. 2409. 2409, yeah. So it was up a few hundred. Last year, of course. All was, thanks to Jake Lee. Last year was oh. Takeda and Abdullah. Um, plus this year, Jake Lee. Day. Yeah. This year, Jake Lee, yeah. Straight. Uh, okay, so overall thoughts on the show. The, what I found the weirdest, you can talk about this because you're more of an expert on this stuff than me, was that there's only two, there's nine matches in the show, but only two death matches. Doesn't that seem kind of low for a big Japan show? I mean, you had the hardcore match, which yeah. killed a lot of people. So, I mean, I guess if you want to count that one as a death match, you can throw it in there. But like um, it really wasn't though, I don't think. I mean, you had the All Asia match too, which yeah. sort of added to it. I don't know what the hell Kawakami and Kahuta would have been doing besides this. Probably nothing per usual. Maybe they'd be getting pinned by Helma instead. <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, I mean it's kind of indicative of where Big Japan's deathmatch scene is at the moment, though. And, to an extent, Freedoms as well. There's just not that many guys 
doing this. I mean, you're seeing them bring in more and more foreigners now, which we didn't think would happen. You know, Big Japan hates white people. <laughs> so, you know, seeing like white people in Big Japan again is like kind of weird in a way, you know? Um, I, I don't know if they're paying their way to go or if Big Japan actually got the money to pay for them to go. I don't know. But they need need to do something. But of course, I think they have a gym in Sakuda just like sort of waiting there. I kind of feel bad for Ueki. I, gotta, I ain't gonna lie. Because I think Sakuda's like way jumped over him. We'll talk more about Sakuda. Like, ugh. Do you think there's any particular reason why the Japanese deathmatch scene has so few people right now? Who the fuck feel... wants to do that? <laughs> do you want to take scissors in your back? No, but I mean, there's plenty of people doing it in America and Europe still, I guess. Uh, well, not that many. So you're right. It could just be like a... Well, I mean, you have to remember, too. Every company for a little bit was struggling to find new guys coming in, new trainees. Yeah. And so, as much as I hate to say this, to the credit of New Japan, a lot of people have wanted to be wrestlers again. And maybe they found out, I can't be a New Japan wrestler because, you know, I'm kind of short, kind of this, I'm kind of that, whatever. It just takes so few of them, too. And it works out to the benefit of companies like Big Japan, DDT, All Japan, Russell One, Noah, Dragon Gate. It works out to the benefit of these companies too because they're able to get a lot of new talent that they probably wouldn't have had before. So I think part of it is it's just been a drought in talent in general. And I think also part of it is who really wants to do that? Mm. <laughs> Although Yuki Shikawa does. I'm still waiting. Like, when is he going to bleed already? I mean, it feels like Big Japan has no trouble getting new people to the strong division, but maybe it's just, you know. I also think that it kind of helps that Sekimoto has kind of been like any, in everywhere and anywhere. Yeah. And so people look at him and they're like, wow, that's so cool. So it, it's just, it's a good recruitment tool for the strong division. Yeah. And, yeah. and like so I said, who really want, like, <laughs> I mean, you look at, Sekimoto, I mean, okay, he kind of has, like, the hunchback thing. Yeah, okay. But he's not all, like, cut it up and everything. Like, Jen Kasai is. Jen Kasai almost lost a finger not too long ago. Because of all the deathmatch stuff. I mean, not everyone is crazy like Takeda and sees this and goes, (laughs) this is what I want to do. I mean, some people are. You know, going back to Sakuda, I kind of wonder if he wanted to do death matches or if he was pressured to do them. Like, you're not going to do anything in this company just being a quote-unquote strong guy or a quote-unquote junior guy. So you need to get with the death matches or we don't really have a place for you. Yeah. I kind of wonder if that was part of it. Uh, it. It worked out really well. I'll say that. But And he's, he's really embraced it as well. I mean, he's going out and having insane matches over in Freedoms. So, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how many of these young kids start bleeding everywhere. I mean, maybe, you never know, right? Maybe Nomura is 
like the next big deathmatch store. Who the hell knows? You man? never know when they some of them like they might just decide to go into deathmatches instead. Yeah. Daichi Hashimoto, deathmatch king. The the king of destruction. <laughs> when it comes to light tubes. There you go. That's it. Daichi, I figured it out for you, buddy. We're all good. So the show opened with the debut for Kosuki Sato as he and Yuki Ishikawa lost to Takua Kato and Akila Hyodo. Um, Those two it, dudes, like like the new strong BJ. They're the big babies. That's what I think. They, what they I, look they're, like baby BJ. Is that yeah. like a bad thing to say? It's like they're two... <laughs> oh my god, okay. The two of them, they both like these big, thick-ass young boys. So like I, I just call them big babies. But yes, that's also a term you could use, I guess. Um, so Kato used a crab hold on Sato to get the pen. It was good. I mean, the future of Big Japan looks strong. We Didn't, we say that all the time, and they don't use. <laughs> they don't use anybody. Don't I know. Yeah. But no, the, the the two big boys like they just remind me of Sakamoto and Okabayashi so much. Like yeah. just, I guess because they they eat, they got them gains. Got them gains. No way for to do a death match. Like when is it gonna happen? What are they okay. eating? The the what the hell does shit called the the sumo wrestlers eat? I should know this. I was gonna say steroids, but I don't no, think not steroids. I don't yeah. think that's what it is. Is it tofu? I don't no, know. it's like it's like that. It's like a soup, chanko. That's what's called. Oh, okay. It's like the chanko nabe. It's like a sumo hot pot. So they're they're usually eaten in vast quantity by sumo wrestlers as a part of a weight gain diet, according to Wikipedia, but. But yeah, I mean, like they they feed that to New Japan people too, apparently. So they do that everywhere. But it's like a staple. It started with sumos. Um, match number two: Shinobu and Yuya Aoki beating uh, the Party Boys, Tetsuhiko Yoshino and Kota Sekifuda. Didn't think this match would end. What'd you say? I didn't think this match would end. Uh, wait, wait. When eleven forty-six is pretty long. But Aoki pinned Sekifuda with the Blue Storm. I, I actually put that down as my exact note. I thought it was fine, but I thought it dragged a little long. So Aoki's really great, though. Yeah. Um, match number three was Ryoto Hama, Yasufumi Nakanoe, and Kankuro Hoshino beating Daichi Kamatani, or Daichi Hashimoto, Hayoshi Kamatani, and Takuya Nomura. Went 13.07 before Nakanoe pinned Nomura with the diving elbow drop. Um, First, first thing I noted right away was I feel like I have not seen a BJW tag team title match in like a million years. And I went back to check, and they Hama not going to they are still your champions. They did come out the belts here, but they haven't defended it in, since February. So I'm not going crazy. They really have not defended these belts in a long time. I mean, um, they usually kind of skip out on title matches when there's yeah. a tournament going on. But I mean, still. It just feels like, I don't know, maybe because I saw the... In January, I saw the the All Japan Tag Titles in Big Japan, and here we have the All Asia Tag Titles on the line here. So it feels like everybody else's tag titles. Or so who would you pick to challenge them anyway? I don't know. That's a good question. Not fucking Okami. <laughs> Not Okami. It's true. So I mean, who the hell else is there? Yeah. Maybe a deathmatch. Party team? boys. Party boys. I would love to see them as tag <laughs> champs. I'm kind of shocked they haven't won them yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really that shocked. Big fan, but you know, and poor Nomura, like they couldn't have put Aoki in this match instead of him. But I guess this just means Aoki's getting a title shot soon. 
Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, Nakanone is getting a title shot soon. Um, so this was uh, yeah, this is pretty good. I like this. Um, Hama Ryota Hama for some reason he always seems to have really fun, like six man tags on these big Japan undercards. So this was good. Another big boy with them gains. That's uh, right. <laughs> match number four was for the Yokohama Shopping Street six man tag team titles, the elimination hardcore match. Uh, Ryuji Ito. Takashi Sasaki and Yuki Miyamoto, Yuko Miyamoto beat Abdullah Kobayashi, Hideki Suzuki, and Yoshihisa Uto in 11:49. Uh, this was fine. I don't know. With the amount of talent in this match, I just expected better, but it was mostly comedy. So whatever. Sasaki back in Big Japan. Bring he- bring the freedoms death match guys over. Didn't he have like a wild match on the last on the last sumo hall? Was that I'm mean, thinking somebody else? I think I think you're thinking about somebody else. I know he had okay. worked a match before this one, so this wasn't like his first match back in Big Japan. Yeah, let's look him up. I could be crazy. Oh, you know what? I'm just I'm just thinking of Jun Kasai. Oh, okay. had, that cra- had that crazy match when he came. Yeah, Sasaki yeah. had worked a a Big Japan show before this one, so this was not like his first match back. Yeah. But, I mean, I really hope that we get some sort of cooperation between Freedoms and Big Japan, even if Masaoka is on the show. Yeah. That's what kind of sucks about the whole thing. He broke his kneecap. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why he's been out of action. Uh, Match number five was the Hardcore Junkyard Death Match. Oh, this match was great. Yeah, this was awesome. Masashi Takeda and Takumi Sukamoto beating Takayuki Ueki and Toshiyuki Sakuda. 15.45, um, Ueki got pinned by Takeda with the Kokutai Ikisan Slam. Um, this was awesome. First of all, the my favorite spot, I think, of the entire show. What fucking musical instrument does, was Ueki playing? Do you know? No. So he's... Stop to play a musical instrument. I have no idea which one. I could not identify what musical instrument this is. So if a, if a listener knows, please, at Russell Mikaze, tell me what instrument this is, because I'm very curious. But he starts playing it on the top rope in the middle of this deathmatch tag, and Takeda like, looks at him for a second, and almost seems like he's enjoying the music, but then he just grabs a chair and just tosses it right in his head. That was really funny. Um, I had to pause in the middle of this, by the way, to go get my Ghibli Museum tickets, which was very... Annoying from my upcoming trip. My my girlfriend and my friend both really want to go to that friggin' thing. And it turns out, if you want to... I, I thought I was going to be pausing it for like a minute to do this when the tickets were on sale. And the, the thing took like almost a half hour instead because the website apparently just cannot handle the traffic and just keeps crashing um, as you get to every step, in which case you have to start over. So that was really annoying. But when I got back, the match was still good. Um... Let's say I would like I would go like three and a half on this. It was very fun. And Sakuda is the future of death matches in Japan. And you were saying he wasn't even supposed to be a death match guy, right? I mean, he didn't start as one. Yeah. I won't say who. I'm not. I won't call them out like that. But I remember specifically someone tweeted that they were disappointed when they found out that he was going to go do death matches. <laughs> but I have to me. say. Tell me who it is off the air. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll put his name in, like on the side right now. Uh, 
I have to say, buddy, how wrong are you? Because, <laughs> man, like, if you haven't seen some of the stuff he's been doing in Freedoms in particular, because in Freedoms he gets to do the wild and crazy stuff that they don't do in Big Japan. Man. Like, this guy is it. I think he's very special. He's coming over to work a uh, tournament of death. He'll be coming. So if you're going to that out there, if you're listening or you're going to that, pay close attention. Because this guy is really, really, really good. And he's, he's I think he's like the next up and coming big death match star. You shouldn't worry about him, about the person you didn't mention, because I don't think he ever listens to the show. So, uh, <laughs> match number six. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> the uh, Big Japan Junior Heavyweight title. Tajiri defeating Kazuki Hashimoto in 12:49 with the cross knee lock. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm. What am I gonna say here? I think everyone kind of match. Everyone kind of knows where they, where they stand on these Tajiri matches. That's who the hell else was gonna beat Kazuki for the title? Yeah, I mean, look, either you like the mat wrestling stuff and or you don't. I enjoy it. Um, I get why other people don't like it. But I, I I had a fun time with this. I thought it was a good match. But if you don't, if you already know, if you don't know, if you don't like these Tajiri matches, then you're not gonna like it. I don't know what to tell you. I kind of hope Kazuki moves up now. Mm. Go, go back to being big strong boy. I think he's on all he can as the junior champ. Like, what else is there for you to do there? I know that's like something he really wanted to do in Big Japan. It's kind of like his baby, but at the same time, I mean, what are you going to do? Then the All Asia Tag Team titles: Yuji Kawakami and Kazumi Kikuta beating Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto in fifteen oh seven. Was uh, this Kikuta, the best match on the show? Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say so. Um, Kikuta won with the right high kick on Iwamoto. Um, <laughs> Kikuta. Winning title. Yeah. Oh. Very Listen, <laughs> it's the sacrifice we have to make for Kyle Kami finally having a belt that's not in Basara. Or the or the Yokohama shopping made. title. Listen, sacrifices had to be made, and if it's Kakuda being tamped with him, I will accept it. Um finally. I mean, this, took, this took a while to get going, but once it got going, like it was just fucking nonstop. Like, like it just really, makes me want Kawakami to go and like bust everyone up in all Japan so much. I mean, I hope we get at least one match, right? In all Japan. I, we need him versus Jake Lee at least. Yeah. They gotta have I mean, singles. I mean, so Kawakami at one point just grabs Jake Lee off the apron after blocking like a running kick and gave him like this sick ass like sit out driver. I, I don't even know what the hell that move was called, but it was awesome. <laughs> like right on the floor. Like, and then, and then Kakuda just kicks Iwamoto's head off back in the ring. And, yeah, I mean, that was, like, the end of, like, a five-minute-long closing stretch that was just awesome. Um, I went four stars flat on this. I thought it was really, really good. People may have thought I was crazy for saying I sincerely have always thought Kawakami was the best of the strong guys. Maybe we haven't seen it too much lately because he's been doing stuff in Basara. He's been hurt and everything. But, man, he was so good in this match. Yeah, he was awesome. I've always liked Kawakami too, and I like Jake Lee a lot. And so they're but exchanging. We got to really get good. Kawakami just like busting him up in all Japan. We got to yeah. see it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is of, of everything on the show, and especially if you're not a deathmatch person, this is the thing you should watch. 
And Kakuda did a great job. Yeah. I, I won't be, you know, wasn't mean just a second ago talking about people, what they put on Twitter. I'm not going to be mean here. <laughs> uh, and then the semi main, the BJW World Strong Heavyweight title, Yuji Okabayashi defeating Daisuke Sekimoto in 1824 with the Golem Slash to win the title. This was very disappointing. Um, look, I wouldn't I mean, say it's disappointing. I would say it's their typical match. I don't know. I just, I, especially the role the two of them have been on so far this year. I mean, Okabayashi had a great champion carnival. Sekimoto's been awesome. I just thought this was going to be a lot better. Okay, I, mean, I have a very important question for you. Yeah. Who do you think is the better wrestler? Uh, Yuji. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not even, to me, that's not even a hard question, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, some people, like, <laughs> I find a lot of the praises that Sekimoto gets, not that they're undeserved. But I think a lot of the praises that he gets, I'm like, but Okoyashi, I think, is better. It's yeah. just he's had, he's been, his career's been sort of moored by injuries. Yeah. And I'm not um, shocked he's the champ again. Yeah, I'm not either. So before we talk about that, I just want to mention the match itself. I thought, um, you know, it was very it slow. It was a running through the motions match. Yeah, it was very slow early on. Um, it picked up, you know, when they finally started hitting each other very hard. Um, it just feels like we fast forwarded right from the boring start to like a really interesting stretch run, but we were 15 it, minutes in by that point. Actually needed more time. Yeah, exactly. I was, cause I was going to say it was a tough one to rate because like the early part I found so boring, like just as boring, maybe more so than the opening part of like a 35 minute long new Japan main event that everybody complains about. But this only went 18 minutes. So like, if you're going to have that boring of an opening stretch, to your match, you you should be going a lot longer to make up for it. Like this felt like they did the the boring opening stretch for a thirty five minute like New Japan IWGP title match, but they only went eighteen minutes. So it's just like, well, where the hell is the rest of the fucking match? No, we, went straight, like, we went straight. We went straight from the really boring to like a really good like last few minutes. But like, where the hell is the rest of the match? Basically, it just felt um, like two guys that have wrestled each other so much. Doing the match they usually do. Yeah. But just not amped up to the usual magnitude that they do it. Especially for Endless Survivor. I mean, it's I mean like, look, here, here's what I was. To oh, the sorry, greatest no. hits of Journey, but you're not listening to Steve Perry sing the songs. You're listening yeah. to that other guy sing the songs. I mean, it felt it's very. Like, it's so good, but it's not the best. It felt very hollow to me, is a good word, I think. Um, like I went three and a quarter, so that's not like it was bad, but like it just I mean, maybe part of it is like, did anyone really think Sakamoto was going to win this match? Yeah, I don't think, think he was gonna win it. Like, I also just... think part of it could have been Yuji coming off Champion Carnival. Maybe he was just like not in the mood to do a thirty-minute like epic. You know, people get tired. Are you kidding? Whoa! <laughs> wow. I know. I mean, Okabayashi was awesome in the Champion Carnival, so I can sort of excuse it a little bit here when it's like you're coming off like i mean i think he had like four or five different matches i put on a four stars or better so like he was awesome in the champion carnival so i can kind of like sometimes just stuff doesn't hit either yeah like, it just for whatever reason it just doesn't work on that particular day at that particular time yeah I mean, it could have been one of those things um the that well so let, let's talk about that newsy won the title back i had no problem with this I saw a no. couple of people on Twitter being like, oh, Big Japan going back to Yuji. But look, 
the, look, they, they have to go back to Yuji. It's not even just they that have to. Never resolve. This is, I am like so dead set on this opinion. Nothing will ever change my opinion on this. Nothing in this company will ever be resolved until Kawakami beats mm-hmm. Okabayashi for the strong title. Period. <laughs> point blank. That's just how I, I feel. It's how I always feel. Everything got screwed up when Kawakami messed up his knee and didn't go have surgery because he wanted to work the Tenryu retirement show before that. I mean, I think people should keep in mind, too, this is only his second time at the fucking title. It's not like Sekimoto, who's won it, I think, like six times. And every time he's had the title, he's gotten hurt. Yeah, I mean, like, look, uh, the last time Okabayashi had this title, it was one of my favorite title reigns of all time. It was the the reign that went from, um, from like, July 2015 to July 2016, and they ended with that amazing match against Kamatani that was in the booty match of the year. Okay, he didn't get hurt there. That year. Yeah. But I mean, that reign was awesome. So, like, I don't know. I, I had no problem with him and getting it. Been, just... I think instead of Kamatani winning the match, it would have been Kawakami if Kawakami wasn't hurt. Yeah. Because so... Big Japan are very structured in their hierarchy. Like, people wonder why certain guys don't do shit. That, that's just the way this company works. Well, I, 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 I look this. I they looked don't this up, by the way. They just I have don't. to. <laughs> I have to correct myself. I said Sekimoto was a six-time champion. He he actually that was only his fourth title reign. Wow. I mean, the title hasn't been around that long. <laughs> yeah. Harrison. So. so. But well, anyway, like you would never be able to convince me of anything else. Kawakami has to beat Okabayashi for that title. That's like the outside of Okabayashi and Sekimoto. Kawakami and Okabayashi is the most built-up feud they have in the strong division. I don't know if people know that. Like, those two have been going after each other for years. Yeah. And I just feel like until that match happens and Kawakami finally becomes champ, we're just kind of stuck in the mud, like on a hamster wheel, going round and round in circles. So the next title shot is Nakanoe on May 30th, I think, right? At Corken Hall? I mean, I don't suspect Nakanoe wins. Who the fuck knows with this company half the time? Yeah. He, I never know. God, um, probably Jimmy Havoc will be champ before. <laughs> I'll probably. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be like, unfortunately, that's right before I go to Japan. So I'm a little, I should have timed that better, but whatever. Can't really do much about that now. I'm missing. Win the title back. That uh-huh. would, I hope Hideki doesn't beat Okabashi. That would make me disappointed. I do. I do want to see them do that match again. I want because, to see the match. Yeah, because they had a, they had an awesome title match last time they did that. I don't know if I want Hideki to win the title back. Yeah, I want to see you. Yeah, I like Hideki. It's not that. It's not that I like Hideki, but it's just like you. I don't. I don't know if I want that. Yeah, this soon especially. I don't want Daichi, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody does. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> but I, I think they're going to do... I, I mean, I hope they do that again and, and let Yuji get his win back, because I think that would be a really cool one to do. But we'll see. I mean, it, it might be... Vegas or yeah. um, Sumo Hall. Could be Sumo Hall November 4th, yeah. So we'll see. All right. That wraps up Big Japan. Let's go. No, it into... doesn't. Oh, what do you want to talk about? You forgot the main event. Oh, <laughs> wow. Good job, John. Izami Kodaka defeating uh, Masa- Masaya Takahashi to once again become 
Big Japan Deathmatch Heavyweight Champion. I feel like this came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it kind of did, right? Um, I mean, I went four stars on this. I thought it was really good, even though I just forgot it happened. <laughs> so, but um, probably the, what's that? That's what spreadsheets are for, I guess. You know? Yeah, it was the second. It was his second. His second title reign. Wow, I thought I would have thought he had this at least three times. It's been a while since. Yeah, his first title yeah, reign. His first title reign was November 2013 until May 2014. It's, so. it's been a hot minute since he's been champ. So yeah, it's just like really weird that he's champ again. Why is it so weird? That's feel a little weird. So it went 1748. Um, really short match. The, I thought it was short. Yeah, it, it, with the Isa Isa Mu Isa Muasi Zen. Um, so yeah, this was this is good. What do you, do you think? It was too short of a reign for Takahashi. I mean, yeah, considering they did the him and Takeda stuff so much. And it's like, who beats Kodaka? Yeah. Who's going to beat him? Is it Are they going to go back to Takeda again? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the problem with the Deathmatch Division, isn't it? I mean, we talked about it earlier. There's so few guys. What do you do? And I don't think Uleki's ready for that title yet. And I don't think they're going to give it to Sakuta yet. I mean, maybe Miyamoto. That would actually be... I I really like to see that match. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Ikichikinchi going after each other. I would like to see that. They weren't always the best of friends. Um, I just don't know. I don't think it should be Abby or Ito again. I think they're kind of done. I mean, they can have really good matches when they want to. But, I mean, I just don't know. But then again, if Messiah would have won, where the hell do you go from there? Like, what do you do? Yeah, you're kind of in a, it's kind of a no-win situation. It's, it's the reality of the deathmatch division in 2019. Yeah. Other than, you know, bringing in Freedom's guys. Or, you know, we're seeing them bring in, I mean, Jimmy Havoc and all these. I don't know some of the other people. I want to say Ricky Shane Page, but I definitely don't think that's one of the people they brought in. I don't know why I that name. They, I, didn't they? I thought they did. I don't know why that name came to my mind. And there's this <laughs> guy that just, like, flew himself over and to live in Japan and work big Japan. Yeah. He was working the show today. So, I mean, you know, maybe they'll start doing stuff like that. But yeah, so and there's the guys in GCW, too. I forgot about them. Yeah. They sort of have a, a partnership going on. So, I mean, I guess, if, I mean, if you're going to want the Deathmatch Division to continue, you're going to have to do some things that maybe you wouldn't have thought of doing eight years ago. Yeah. Maybe Kasai wins the title. Maybe. I would like to see Kasai beat Messiah, now that I think about it. But, I mean, that's probably a step too far for Big Japan. Yeah. The match is good. Just, like, by the way, if you're wondering if the match was good. Yeah, I went four stars on it. I thought it was really good. People are wondering, like, did you think the match was any good yet? It's a good match. I thought it was really short. 
felt like the finish kind of came out of nowhere. It's funny. I mean, it's kind of the opposite problem that DDT's had. Some of the DDT matches went a little too long. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of the Big Japan matches could have went a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of thought overall Endless Survivor was a little disappointing, though. Maybe that's just me. Well, I was I about would... to say, I thought overall the show, I thought it was kind of just a show. Yeah. Um, the only things I would really recommend are the... Like, I don't think it's good when the best two wrestlers on the show were from All Japan. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, I think Jake Lee and, and Koji Yamamoto were like really, really good in that match. I don't think that's like, you know. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is, I'm, you know, I, I, I would say definitely watch the the tag team title match. Um, I mean, watch the a, hardcore junkyard yeah. death match. Yeah. Very good. And the main event, probably. And the main right? event. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm looking at Okabayashi and Sakamoto have a 7.26 rating on cage match, and I just I don't know how. <laughs> well, that's like out of ten. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's about what I gave it because you have to divide it by two, like three and a quarter. Actually, that's actually lower than I gave it. I I fell all of you in school apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I mean the cage match rating. I wish they just did it out of five like everybody else does. It's really confusing sometimes, but but, yeah, it's not really seven point two six. Really isn't that high. I say it was like six out of ten, and that's being generous. So you give it. Three stars exactly, I guess. I don't know about stars, man. <laughs> What's the same thing? I learned an astronomy class in college. Okay. I don't know anything about match rating stars. You were so asking the wrong person. Let's do the questions here. We got a few. Um, Travis Zick says, is Zami Kodaka the number two best deathmatch wrestler in the world behind Takeda? And you have to no. Jun Kasai, probably, right? Kusai. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about American death matches or European. I can't tell you. I really anything. don't know either. Yeah. But I mean, in Japan. If about Japan, I'd put Kasai. And then I'd maybe put Kasai over Takeda, too. Who? Kasai. Oh. I'd maybe, I'd maybe put him over Takeda. But Azami's number three, I think. I don't know. Miyamoto is pretty good. The problem with okay. Miyamoto is, I think he has like this lizard skin or some shit. Yeah, and he, like he doesn't like bleed like everybody else. It's weird to me. Yeah, like Asami, he, he like he gets like a paper cut and he's like just covered in blood. But Miyamoto can go through like a whole match and then like light tubes and stuff flying all over and like he's he's like he just doesn't bleed. I don't know. It's weird. I can't be the only one that thinks that. I'm always like, how is he not bleeding all over? Yeah, guess it's like Yankee in him. I don't know. Um, so let's see here. Dominic says, any recommendations for Deathmatch Survivor? I guess that means the round robin. I haven't seen any shows except the first Corican. I My little secret is I did not watch any of it at all. I just, I really just did not have time between the Champion Carnival and a bunch of other, going to WrestleMania Listen, weekend. And... Don't ask me either. Grand Blue had to get grinded. <laughs> so neither one of us saw that. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry to Dominic. But we got more questions here. Let's say, do you who do you see challenging Okabayashi 
uh, and Kodaka for the next few months and for Ryogoku. But we just talked about how we have no idea who the hell's going to challenge Izami Kodaka. I mean, Izami Kodaka or Jun Kazai would be sick as hell, but I don't know if they'll do it or not. Someone had to lose, so. Um, and then Okabayashi, I mean, we did talk about a bunch. I mean, I mean, Nakanoe is next. Did they get the pin in the tag match? I would guess he's first for Kodaka. Okay. If you're going to go by... I mean, I don't know if they have announced anything, by the way. I don't yeah. know if anything's been announced. I know Nakanoni and uh, Okabayashi was announced. Yeah. But I don't know if I they've announced anything for Asami yet. I mean, for Okabayashi, I would, you, you, there's plenty of matches that are at least like fresh because he hasn't faced them in a long time because he was hurt all that time. So I think he, you know, you you go through Nakanoe. I mean, that's next. But then you can do Hideki again. You can do Kamatani again. Um, and that rematch. Daichi, that the, him and Daichi actually had a good match against yeah, each other. You could do Daichi. Um, I mean, he has a, pretty much the entire roster you could go through. So there's plenty. Nomura. Nomura, yeah. So I think there's plenty of. I think it'll be a long reign. I think there's plenty of challengers. Maybe Kazuki. Maybe Kazuki. I love, I mean, I want Kazuki to move up. <laughs> Please. Um, and then he said, do you think Yuji would have been in the CC final if he wasn't winning the title? Um, yeah, it's because then K- Kento, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, he basically says but if that happened because June didn't want Kento to lose to Okabayashi and not get his win back, and both would be their champions, I think that it could have been a consideration. Um, I'm just that- not basically lost. I'm so Mad man, I'm still <laughs> mad about the match. It was a really good match too. Still- it was really good. Uh, at Rasen ratings, well, at least we're getting Kento and Ishikawa again. That'll be awesome. Um, so at Rasen ratings, Thomas, who's been on the show before, how long can they hold off before doing Takeda Kodaka again? I mean, we, we were just I mean, talking about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he said. I guess he said. I guess the Sumo Hall show, but that's like six months out. Yeah, that's a long fucking time to hold off. That's actually like seven months out. So I, I don't know if they can pull that off. I mean, who who the fuck else do they have? I mean, unless Asami just goes and tells them, peace, I'm going to work with Sara for six months, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, that is a long, long time to hold off on that for. Because like, who? I mean, you could do, I guess you could do. Um, Maybe they could do a match in Basara with Kodaka and Sakin. Yeah. Outside of the box, thinking there, maybe he can defend the title there. I don't think that will happen at all. But I'm sure there's be a bunch of foreigners that'll have some final matches. Yeah, probably. All right. All right. So we can wrap things up there. Jesse, as always, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's almost time for Game of Thrones, everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll be. It'll be over by the time <laughs> this. Yes. So, you know, I'm just going to say this. Spoiler alert. A lot of people die. There a lot of go. people die. There you go. A lot of people die. <laughs> Don't be uh, bad. Did you see Detective Pikachu yet? Should have asked no. you that earlier. I just saw that. That was good. But, Listen, uh, I've never thought Pikachu was that cute. Wow. But the, the Detective Pikachu, Pikachu? That is a cute little thing. It it's is a, very cute. Just not with Ryan Reynolds' voice. Like, <laughs> um, but and yeah. So... Bear has a side up that I want it to buy. <laughs> Do you want to like plug your $45? Um... 
I'm too old to be spending $45 at Build-A-Bear. <laughs> Do you want to plug your Twitter? I always say no. <laughs> and we're going to continue that. I always link it anyway, so it doesn't matter. We're gonna, as usual, we're going to plug go follow DD, the DDT English account. Yeah. Go follow him for the love of God. Does a great job. At DDC Pro underscore ENG. Can't wait to come to D- if if he's there when I go to Kyoto. I hope he comes this high. I can't wait to double back for four extra hours of train travel just to see <laughs> to the Sakai produced show. But like I was so upset yeah. that I wasn't getting the CDT on the script. Everyone needs to follow him because Mr. Haku is a man of great taste because he like most people of great taste realize that the greatest wrestler, the greatest pro wrestler on this entire planet is Antonio Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Honda is quite great. It's true. He's the, the DT, the DT Extreme Champion. That's right. He beat Harashima. Yeah. All it's right, folks. Do. That, is, that is a difficult right. thing to do. It's true. So next week on the show, it'll be number ninety-eight, continuing the countdown to one hundred. And next week, I'm going to be joined by returning guest Aaron Bentley from the Everything Elite podcast. Although we're not really going to talk that much AEW. We might do like a brief uh, Double or Nothing preview, I guess. But I don't care that much. And he's, you know, he's got his own podcast to do that on. Instead, we're going to talk Stardom. We're going to talk the big Stardom core game next week because Aaron loves Stardom. And we're also going to talk some New Japan Best of Super Junior. So that'll be next week uh, on the Wrestling Omakase. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at WrestleOmakase. Not wrestling. Wrestling does not fit. And we will see you next time. And thank you as always for listening. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.